Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. All right, friends. Hello and welcome. Episode 35 of the Sports Leadership Podcast, episode number two during the coronavirus shutdown. Um, along with my co-host, Mark Hodgkin, I'm Kevin DeShazo. Hope that you guys are doing well. Mark, how are things your way? Things are good overall. I mean, things, you know, this is kind of a new normal. This is a, an adjustment. It's hard to believe if you've been, you know, thinking back a month and a half, thinking that this would all be like this uh, so soon. It's, it's, it's obviously strange, but what adjusting, you know, spending spending time at home, trying to be uh, intentional with the time that we have. And, and you know, obviously things are, are different, but, um, you know, I think this is a, another good good discussion for today and how people are kind of getting through this and getting uh, getting by and getting moving forward is the most important thing. But uh, how about you? How's everything going in your world? I know you've been talking to a lot of folks going through this and making yourself available to people in the industry. How's everything in your end? Yeah, things things are going well. You know, again, it's it's different. It's uh, not what it was, but I'm I've still been busy. Business is going fine. I'm not traveling to speak. Obviously, there are no no more events. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, April eighth. So I would be flying home right now from the national championship game last night. Uh, I believe it would have been last night if things were were normal, uh, but they're not. You know, and and that's okay. But I've still been spending a lot of time with teams. Zoom is getting a workout on my computer. Uh, people still need to get better during this time. They're still trying to figure out how do we lead and how do we create culture and how do we, how do we make progress? And so it's, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I loved your perspective on it, which I think is, is a great time for us to have this conversation about your mindset in the middle of, of the chaos. Uh, this isn't normal. This isn't uh, how we expected to be operating. You know, when you look back at January 1, when you set your goals uh, and ambitions for the year, this is not what anybody expected. A month ago, this is not what anybody expected. And that's okay. We're all in the same boat, right? As long as um, I keep going back to, as long as I'm not sick, uh, as long as I'm not out of work, as long as my family is okay, then I'm not a victim of, of this situation. Uh, and so what does that look like for how I show up each day? So that'll be our conversation uh, here in episode 35. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, we're back uh, talking a little bit about mindset in the midst of this whole coronavirus thing. And I think of, a, of an expression that I've heard quite a few times about, um, you know, a lot of our problems as a society are, are the inability to sit quietly with yourself in a, in a quiet room. And I think we've all been probably with ourselves a little bit more than in the past. There's definitely been a, a more quiet, you're not out, you're not running around, you're not interacting with people the way you normally do. I think it's different. You know, it's obviously a, a huge change and one that, you know, none of us, like you said, were prepared for. So, you know, how do you think uh, leaders can kind of uh, shift their mindset to something that's productive, you know, and come out of this thing better, which is really everybody's, it should be everybody's goal. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, we, I've been calling this the great reset, right? We just, we just shut everything down uh, and not just the U S. So again, if, if you don't need to feel like a victim in this, as long as you're, you're healthy and you're still working, cause this is a world thing, right? This didn't just pick on someone. Um, this didn't just happen to you. This shut down the, the entire world. Uh, so it is kind of the great reset and we're all forced to be still forced to be quiet. Um, and it's, it's, either the great reset in terms of how you interact with your family, how you interact with work, um, how you view and, and lead yourself, all these things are shifting or they're not, 
or you're just sitting around waiting, waiting for things to get back to normal. Uh, and, and you're watching Netflix and you're just stuck in the motions of doing work. Um, and you're not getting better. You're not evaluating how you lead yourself, how you operate. You're not evalu- evaluating your relationships, your family situation. You're not evaluating your work and your priorities and your health. And so I think that's the, that's the two mindsets. And, and what I don't, for those listening, don't hear what I'm not saying, because there is a, there is a space in this certainly and always, uh, but especially in the season to rest uh, and, and to recover and, and to grieve maybe what was lost, but, but we still have to show up and get better. Um, I'm seeing a lot of pushback on like motivational posts of like, you don't have to go learn a new language and climb a mountain and master a new skill. Like it's okay to just be I'm like, absolutely. Like, but I think that that response, that defensiveness comes out of our own insecurity because we're, we're unhappy with how we're responding to it. Right. Cause we're mad at ourselves because we're not doing things to get better. And, and so I think it, there, there's a mindset of, you know, be frustrated, be sad, be angry. And then what? <laughs> Because there's a season for that. Those emotions are okay. That's normal. But we don't have to live out of those emotions. That's not going to lead us to a healthier place. And so we can either lean into this and slingshot out the other side of it, having gotten a little bit better, or we can just be overcome by it and be overtaken by it. And so I think that goes back to mindset. And that's the inputs you have, right? Are you just consuming the news all day and social media all day and, and stirring up fear kind of in, in your soul and your mind? Or are you saying, no, this is opportunity yeah, it's all, it all got blown up. Like, I don't know what anything is anymore, but I know I'm still alive. I know I have time. I know that I have opportunity. What am I going to do with that? I read a great story of an African businessman who's been legitimately stuck in Wuhan for two and a half months uh, under like absolute lockdown. Said, I haven't seen a, a friendly face in over 70 days. So keep that in perspective as we're quote unquote stuck in our homes right? Like I'm watching, I can watch Netflix. I can go for a run. Um, there's a field across from our house. I can go play catch with my boys. Uh, last night, about five of us got together more than six feet apart, uh, and put a projector up on a wall outside and watched a movie when it was 70 degrees outside. So like lockdown, isn't the worst thing never happened to us. We're not under full lockdown. Now some parts of the U S are a little bit different, but this guy, this African businessman stuck in Wuhan, basically in a cell for two and a half months, and this, this reporter had checked in with him early on and now checked in with him again and said, How, do you have any tips for those of us who are just entering in this season? He said, man, what an opportunity to rediscover yourself and get better. Thank God we have the internet. And she was like, okay, great point. What are you doing? And, and yes, he's watching Netflix, right? So again, don't hear any of this as saying like you need to be on in growth mode from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Not the point. He watches Netflix. But he said, I'm, I've watched videos on self-help. I've watched videos on motivation. I've watched videos on how to be calm in the midst of, of anxiety. And so it's, it's, he said, I don't want to be on the other side of this having regretted how I spent that time. And that's the piece for me. It's like, who am I going to be in the midst of it? And who am I going to be on the other side of it? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last time. And, and I think, you know, we talked about it on the show twice that in the last, I guess, four, four years now, I've had extended periods between jobs, um, sometimes looking for a job. The last time was had a job and just didn't start for a while. It took some time for myself. And it's always the case. Like you always have that opportunity to, to use your time in a way that makes you better or makes you more productive. Um, and, I, and I've always really tried to think about it that way of, you know, I'm going to have some time here. What can I make out of it? Again, nobody's saying, you know, you should be on 24 seven. And if you weren't, if you didn't have that kind of work ethic before this, 
you know, it's probably not clicking on now where you're going and, and making the best use of your time, but you know, we can all do better than we did yesterday. And, and I think that is really the thing I try to take from this, um, that it's, you know, it's scary. Nobody, I don't think anybody can talk about it unless they're in a little bit of denial that this is not a scary situation. This is something we've only ever seen in our generation. I mean, there's a few people who might've been here for the, the Spanish flu epidemic in the, the late you know, 1919, 1920 time period, but very few obviously remember that. So this is new. And, and none of us, the question I keep coming back to is like, what's it going to be like when this is over? Or what's the next step? Or what? We don't know that. And, and I like what you said a lot. And I've come back to it a, a bunch of times that the, the, the truth of it is we didn't know this. We didn't know the answer to that question before this either. We didn't know always things that can pop up. Tomorrow's not, not promised any of us in any way, any shape or form. So you know, we have to keep that in perspective. And, and I came back and I wrote a little bit about this was the thing that I kept coming back to is I'm thinking about this and, and trying to kind of process it. And, you know, I, I mentioned this last time I had a family member who was in a, in a coma for, for over two weeks or about two weeks um, with this illness. Um, it's somebody very close, uh, somebody very important to me that I talk to, you know, several times a week and probably one of the 10 most important people uh, in my life. And thankfully he's come out of this and, and getting better but you know I, I tried to focus on the things we still can be thankful for the fact that you know it, you had to start somewhere but it's hey well this happened early so we got a hospital room we got a ventilator this is obviously impacting everything from health to, to economics you know there's gonna be a lot of people who have job losses and paycheck losses and, and furloughs and stuff but you always can find a few things that can help you get better just finished an interesting book recently called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. And it talked about how some of these most stressful things, it's not that something bad happens to you and it's automatically going to make you a better person. It's not going to automatically make you stronger or more developed. But seeing the opportunities in those kind of challenges can be those building blocks. And it talks about people who are able to, to translate, okay, this is a feeling I'm getting. How can I channel it the right way? How can I build something better about myself? Obviously, nobody wants... To, to lose a job or lose a family member or go into bankruptcy. And that's in and of itself not positive, but the, there's there's things you can do. You know, it's it's always the, the what now, right? Something happens. How do you react to it now? How do you how do you respond? Because you're going to get knocked down. There's going to be things like this. You're going to be scared. You know, and I, I've heard it said, be, be scared, but don't be afraid. You know, don't let this stop you from, from getting better. And, and the truth is that there's no courage without fear or without being scared, right? Like otherwise things are just normal. Um, and so there, it is courageous to actually show up and try to get better to say like, I don't know what's going on. I'm worried. This is, this is, uh, I'm full of uncertainty and anxiety and to still get better like that, that is an act of courage. And so, um, I, I think you're right. No, nobody, we didn't cause this. We don't control this, right? We don't control the situation. We don't control the future. And like I said, and we never have. We, we, there's always been this illusion of control. You don't control the future because in, in January, you didn't control what's happening now in March, right? We control what we do in the midst of whatever situation, good, bad, or indifferent. We control how we show up in the midst of life. Uh, we control how we operate when things are going well, which hopefully this is kind of a, um, a wake-up call. Like, man, I, I need to be more grateful when things are going well. I need to make more time to celebrate and more time to be intentional. But also in the midst of chaos and, and crisis, like, there are, there are probably thousands or, or millions of stories of amazing things coming out of terrible situations, 
right? From immense pain came incredible art, came business, came inventions that all, that all came from crisis, that all came from people's quote unquote worst moments. It led to breakthrough. It led to their best moments. And so again, that's, that's not to put a burden on any of us, but it's just to, to have a healthier perspective. Um, and I love what you wrote about, about gratitude. It's like, again, be bitter, be angry, be frustrated, but play those out. Like, is that really who you want to be? Is that going to make any of the, it's, it's already a bad situation. That's not going to make it better. It's going to make a stressful situation even worse. And that's what we've been talking about with, with leaders and, and as they're leading their teams, but also their families. It's like, this is a stressful situation. Don't make it worse with a negative mindset because then you're just multiplying that to everyone that you're inter interacting with. And so you're stressing out your spouse, you're stressing out your kids, you're stressing out your team. It's like, no, you don't, you don't have to ignore it, right? Like don't, don't be ignorant or arrogant about the situation. Like, Oh, everything's great. Uh, but acknowledge the reality and say, guys, we still have opportunity. You know, I was, I was with a team recently and, and I love their perspective. I said, Let, let's say, and I'm not, you know, trying to be college football coach, like saying we're starting June one, whatever. But let's say this, this switch flips June 1, hypothetically speaking, whether it's June 1, September 1, January 1, doesn't matter. This team I was with, they said, you know, we don't want that switch to flip and us to start then. Because then we're like, we, we've, of course, been doing a little bit of work, but like then we're playing catch up. And we're going to be wishing we had done the work during this time. And, and again, it's not about comparing them to other teams that may have been doing the work. It's just saying, man, we have an opportunity. What are we going to do with it? We want to be doing the work in the middle of it. We want to still be making calls, still building relationships, still doing the right things to move us forward, even if, even if that pace of moving forward is slower than it used to be. He's like, we want that switch to flip and us to be ready. I'm like, all right, we've been doing the work. It's go time. And so that's the opportunity for us as individuals, as leaders, as teams. Like, You actually can get better in the midst of it, and you're going to see which teams and leaders and people responded in that way because when that switch gets flipped, they're going to be ready. Whereas others going to be like almost coming out of this slumber, right? Like hibernation is like, well, I guess now it's time to wake up and, and get like reawakened. It's like, no, be awake now and show up on purpose now. Yeah, it's really not one of the most, it's, it's not the most important part of this, obviously, but I'm, I've been thinking about that when it, when it comes out where the, the sports are, sports are going to come back, right? There's going to be games that are played. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know when it is. We're not going to get into the prognosticating of when that is or should be. Um, that's not for us to decide. But I think about, like, okay, if we're going to start something, say the NBA comes back for an abbreviated playoffs, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who who responds well and who doesn't. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's an advantage to the better coaches, the better culture, um, you know, maybe not just a group of team players that are thrown together, but, you know, the, the ones that have the right kind of leadership. And, and you touched on the football thing, and, and we've exchanged texts about this, and, you know, I think it's an interesting conversation. I get, I get different sides of it too, but, you know, I, I, I kind of asked that, that question we you alluded to in the, in the gratitude piece I wrote, but I think about when a football coach says something about, you know, I expect to play on whatever, you know, what's the alternative. They're going to say, uh, Hey, Hey guys, kick back. You know, we're probably not going to play anytime soon. I mean, we, we can have a conversation of whether it's wise to talk about it publicly or to a media member or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're the leader setting, you're setting the tone, you, know, you have to be prepared for whenever the the light goes on and we say we're ready to go. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it's not going to be just a, a switch and, hey, we're playing games tomorrow. And did you stay in shape? Did you stay fit? Did you stay studying the playbook? Did you, you know, do all these things that you would have to do? You're going to see an interesting – you're just going to see interesting results, I think. And, and that's where I take that a little bit more from what these coaches are saying, that, hey, you know what, we need to be, we need to be ready and we need to be planning and we have to be operating like – 
the season is starting when it's supposedly starting because that's five months away and that's that's different you know that's 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 what we've been told and we're going to be ready to play that day until we're told not to you know and there's always a few of these disclaimers and these stories that that they usually say something like that anyway of you know we'll do whatever the the authorities say or university president says or the conference says or whatever but that tends to disappear a little bit in the the, the clickbaity headlines that we have and the way we talk about things on social media but i think it is part of the leader's job to be to be ready and to be ready with uncertainty you know it could be september 1 it could be december 1 it could be march 1 you know who knows but you have to operate like until you know something different this is how we're going to approach it and so we're going to prepare That's exactly right what do you want your leader to say well guys we don't know what's going to happen um, so I'll see you when I see you, you know, do whatever you want to do. We'll talk maybe, you know, um, I, I don't really know what the plan is. So, um, once they tell us we can go, then we'll formulate a plan. No, you have a plan. It's a provisional plan, right? We use a tool all the time called provision plan promise. These people aren't making promises that we're going out August one or May one or June one or September one. They're saying our plan, which could change is this. So think as if this is what's going to happen. It may not happen, right? And if it doesn't, if, the, if like these, you know, James Franklin is not going to run Penn State football players out on campus July 1 if medical experts and universities say you can't, it's not safe. He's not going to do it. Like that's, that's, that would be an insane thing to do. And nobody in their right mind is going to do that. Do they want that? Of course. Just like all of us want to go back to work. We want to get things back to normal. Um, we, we want to get back into our normal rhythms and routines. And so what, what they're doing is exactly what we said. A, they're stirring up hope. And, and I would much rather follow someone who's full of hope and optimistic um, than someone who's pessimistic and negative. And some would say maybe that's just being realistic. Maybe. But it... You look at Steve Jobs, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, hold up Steve Jobs as an incredible leader because I think he accomplished amazing things, but he was also a massive bully. But he put unreasonable deadlines and expectations on teams, and they delivered. Uh, they created products, they did things and timelines that everyone. And, and, and I'm not comparing what Apple did to a global pandemic. I'm saying we don't know what the future holds, so why not be optimistic about it? Nobody's, nobody's trying to circumvent or go around science. Nobody's trying to say they're the authority. Nobody's doing anybody any harm by saying, I expect to play, I hope to play on this date. If the experts tell us we can't, then we won't. But guys, we got to be ready. We have to still be doing the things that, that matter, that make us better. And yes, we can't practice together. Yes, we can't meet together. Yes, we can't be in the weight room together. But we can still be getting better. And that goes to culture, that goes to your standards. Otherwise, you're right, it flips June 1, July 1, August 1, whatever that date is. And it's like, you're going to have a team to come out, oh gosh, now what do we do? We didn't plan for this. We didn't know when we were going to be ready, so we were just sitting around waiting. It's like, now your team's behind the eight ball. Now you're scurrying. You're not hustling to, to get up to speed. You're scurrying, and it's stress, and it's chaos, as opposed to, no, this is our plan. Whenever they tell us to flip that switch, we're ready. And that's where you're seeing some coaches and leaders like, and I just need a couple of weeks. You know, they know the playbook. We need, we need a couple of weeks to get them, get the rhythm going, you know, get, get the timing down, maybe get them in the weight room a little bit. Others are like, I need four to six weeks. Well, and it comes down to it. You can roll out a football team tomorrow. It's not going to be pretty, uh, but that, that goes to culture. That goes to the standard that the leader is living, which becomes the standard that the team is living. So I'm, I'm fully fine. And again, can some of these coaches handle it better? Of course. But I, I would much rather have someone that's optimistic. And I, I think irrational belief 
often leads us to unexpected results and unexpected accomplishments. Uh, and so I, I would much rather follow someone who operates with, with that mindset, who's also surrounding themselves with, with wise, data-driven people who are, who are impacting whether we put the foot on the gas or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the other thing about it is the information vacuum is going to get filled one way or the other. If we're using this example again, it's going to be a football team. Do you want the information and do you want the message, the thing that's ringing in their head to be what the leader sets out? That, hey, you know what, we're, we're, we're a football team. We're ready to go on uh, whatever, September 3rd, or that's what we're going to do until somebody tells us not to. Or you want to be seeing them get that information filtered from the, the news, Twitter, Facebook, their friends. I mean, I've, I've seen horrifying things being shared from people who should know better. And, you know, the, you don't want to leave that up to chance. So, again, I, I agree with you. I think it's a it's an interesting question. It's it's a topic that obviously raises a lot of emotions when, when these guys start talking. And, and sometimes probably saying nothing publicly is probably the right answer. But, you know, we're not really in for, for that uh, to, to diagnose each one of these things. But I agree with you. Let's, you know, optimism is is what we can do. And what, what is the alternative to just sit there and think, hey, we're never going to play football again. We're never going to get back. Life's never going to be good again. I mean, you just, there's nowhere else to go with that. So I think, I think the way you described it, optimism, being smart, but, but being hopeful is better than the alternative. And I think that's the, the, the point of all of this around mindset, around perspective, how you view the world, how you view the situation impacts how you show up. So if I'm full of stress and negativity, uh, and, and I know what, what the data says, but the data also changes every day. <laughs> and we also don't have all the data. So the data doesn't tell us everything. Certain people, certain things are being reported, certain things are not. Here in Oklahoma, they've just been obliterating the administration uh, for, because we're last in the country in, in tests per capita or whatever. Well, then it turns out all of a sudden there were 13,000 tests that had been done that hadn't been reported. And it wasn't as bad as they thought. Now, it's still not great, but we just don't, we don't have all the information right now. And yes, we want information. Information guides us and informs us, um, helps us make wise decisions. But if we're stressed out, if we're negative, if we're anxious, if we're fearful, that's going to shape how we operate in the middle of this. And I, and I would argue that you're not going to get better. You're going to shut down. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be overly controlling. You're going to burn out. You're going to burn other people out. Or you can understand the situation, be aware of it, take it seriously, be, be wise about it, but still say, I have an opportunity. I have an opportunity to grow. I have an opportunity to lead well. I have an opportunity to, to connect with my family. And they, to your point of being grateful, it's like people are having more time with their families than they've had in decades. They're having more time to work on themselves than they've ever had in their lives. And we're having more time to rest. Uh, and I know things, there's they're stress and trying to figure out how do we now homeschool our kids. And there, there's burdens in the middle of all of it. But there, there's, I think it's not only an opportunity, but an obligation to still show up and be our best, to still show up and get better. Uh, that's, that's always the opportunity and the obligation. Now, again, I think I mentioned this last time, our best may look different than it did a month ago. That's okay. We're not trying to put burdens on people. We're just saying this is an opportunity. What are you going, can you get 1% better during this situation? Not 50% better. What can you do to get a little bit better? How can you make things better? Not fix things not find the solution, but how can you get a little bit better each day? And that only comes with the right perspective, with the right mindset. 
yeah, I know. I know. In a in a few months, when whenever I get my commute back, I'm going to be sitting in that I four traffic here in Orlando and being like, "Oh man, you know, I wish uh, wish my commute was just in my living room again, like it was." And you know, again, not to say any of us would rather go through this than than not. That's not the point. But yeah, there's you got to find those things that get you through. There's little things you can kind of cling to, no matter how bad it is for you. I guarantee there's somebody on planet Earth who has it way worse. Um, and no matter how good it is, you know, there's obviously somebody who's got it way better so you know try to take those externals out and and i think you know shutting down a little bit of the the news coverage of this is is probably a healthy thing to do too i mean you can stay pretty up to date without you know four hours of media coverage and again i'm not saying that that i've lived this perfectly and and i haven't you know followed along more than i should my screen time is is an abomination as everybody's is when they get that notification but you know again this is just this is our way of just kind of bring up some things that that are a little bit of a challenge and, and, and things that, you know, again, I hope people can kind of take from this, look at what they're doing, be honest with themselves and say, you know, where can we get a little bit better out of this? Man, Mark, I think that was a good, good conversation. Uh, and I hope, I really hope people hear our intent in this. I know I, at least my, my tendency, I can get a little bit preachy when I get, you know, excited or passionate about something and, and everything that, that I'm talking about, we're talking about, um, we're, we don't want to act like we've mastered these things. This is just our way of processing it. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking to myself with a lot of this stuff uh, because I know my tendencies under stress. They're not good. Um, I know my tendency is to get negative, to, to just keep going, 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 and then to just completely shut down. And so I'm, I'm talking to myself about these things. And we're just trying to share our own experiences of how we're processing through this in a way that, that I, we hope is helpful for you guys. So Thank you guys for listening. This is episode 35 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. So if you guys ever have guests that you want us to interview, feedback for the show, things that you want us to cover, questions that you want us to answer, uh, hit us up on social media at Kevin DeShazo at Mark underscore Hodgkin. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Be well and keep getting better.